In Matthew 4.19, Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Join us in this conversation as we discuss following Jesus, leadership, and doing life with others. Welcome to the 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. And now back to our conversation with Rick Thompson. Rick, thanks for uh, being with us today. This is the second part of a two-part conversation you and I are having about how God has taken you from just trying to raise a family and going through all kinds of challenges to saying yes to uh, discipleship, to joining a group, and then from your experience in that group, now God has birthed an entire ministry through your through you saying yes. And so we want to catch up on that. So uh, you have uh, you said yes to the Lord. You started a wheelchair sports league for young adults. Yep. yep. Uh, what has happened since you started that wheelchair sports league? Well, um, because Matt, a friend of mine, Matt, that led my covenant group and and I were together on this. We we were always seeking how do we bring God into this, right? And how do we honor and glorify Him? So we were a little shy about it, right? Because these are a lot of people that we didn't know, and they're there, there to play wheelchair sports. And there's nothing else really in the community for young adults to do wheelchair sports. Is that mm-hmm. correct? These are young adults that, uh, I, I mean, there is competitive wheelchair sports, but some of these young adults can only blink, and we push them on the court. Uh-huh. So whoever walks through those doors that is physically challenged, uh, we get them on the court, and they play wheelchair sports. How about that? So there's probably, there is nothing like it. I, I, we haven't found it yet. Yeah. But uh, So that's grown to over 80 uh, families wow. and young adults, and it's taken off. And, and I, I, I know God's had his hand in it, so we wanted to honor and glorify God. So it started off kind of okay at the end of the scrimmage, everybody's center court, and we'd alternate. We call these young adults the Titans. They, mm-hmm. they, they named themselves, or I wish we had called them, well, no, Titans is perfect, but mm-hmm. champions would have been good too mm-hmm. because uh, <laughs> my, my, a, a good pastor friend of mine says, boy, are these, these kids champions for Christ. That would have just been a perfect name. But champions will come back. <laughs> We're going to use that in a different way. But um, So we would pray at the end of every scrimmage, mm-hmm. and uh, that was powerful. Then all of a sudden, is it you leading the prayer or the Titans leading the prayer? What it always started with us leading it, but uh, no more. Um, They raise their hand and uh, often ask because they want to be the one saying prayer. Their ministry now. It's their ministry. So then we uh, we said, hey, for those that want to, why don't you come by early, fifteen minutes early, and we'll get in a circle and we'll have a Bible study, kind of a devotion time. And so Matt and I led that, and I joke around. I say we weren't very good, so they wanted to do it themselves. <laughs> so it's new and improved. That's they right. Over. They're much better. <laughs> and uh, so we have three of the young men that initially wanted to do it, and uh, so we we walked along beside them and encouraged them, and uh, you know we start off helping them with what would the uh, devotion be and all that, and, and and it didn't take long. They are running solo. And they refer to themselves as the three wise guys. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then the it's young, biblical. That's biblical. right, biblical. And uh, these are young folks. You got to make it fun. Right. And then we uh, had three young ladies that stepped up and said, uh, "What about us?" And I said, well, "What do you want to call yourselves?" And they said, "Their pick, the three wise girls." Yeah, of course. So they have been leading that now for about eight years, 
And so prior to every scrimmage, the the kids that are in the special needs that are involved in it are the ones leading the devotion for the other ones. That's correct. That right? correct. Man, that's a perfect picture of discipleship right there. And Mark, you, I think you've been there, but uh, typical, um, we call it power half hour, usually mm-hmm. lasts 15 minutes, but it was a cool name. And uh, there are usually about 20, 25 chairs in the circle. Mm-hmm. And we really haven't had anybody that said, hey, you know, we don't want to come. They come. And it's led by these young men and young women. And the other titans, they all participate. And they're not afraid and shy to to participate. There are young high school kids come and unload the trailer and blow up tires and set up the goals. And we say, hop in the chairs and come sit in the circle, eyeball to eyeball, with these folks. And Mark, there are are devotions like, what's the first thing you're going to do in heaven with your new body? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the answers? Like stand up, run with my canine assistance dog that's now in heaven, or mm-hmm. I want to dance with my dad. Oh my goodness. And so those types of devotions, they're sitting there and they're listening. And then we, after that's done and a few announcements, we crank YMCA up on Pandora and uh, we play for two hours and those kids <laughs> are out there and anybody that comes, if you want to come, folks listening, come, we'll put you in a chair. Oh, it's, a, it's fun. Now they... They actually have a scripture, right? That that they've adopted. The yes, s- the Psalms scripture, yeah, one thirty nine fourteen. Remind I, us of what that says. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah, isn't that true? And uh, they believe and it. Yeah, they never complain. And uh, tell tell our listeners about the story, if it's okay, with Matt when you at was having a conversation with him about his wheelchair. And, ah, yeah. Is that, is so that appropriate. So Matt, oh, of course, Matt and I pray together every night. Um, unless his mother sometimes does a devotion with him, which I love to see, and I'm happy to surrender my time to see that. Yeah. And uh, so, Matt, we're, we're praying, and, and uh, I don't know if it was a, a day maybe after, a night after a scrimmage, but uh, I said, you know, Matt, when you're up in heaven with your sister Katie, you, you're not going to need your wheelchair. You're going to be able to run. You might be able to fly. I don't know, but <laughs> you're not going to need your wheelchair. And he had this concerning look on his face. He looked back at me, and uh, it wasn't a smile. And I said, are you worried about not being able to play wheelchair sports? And he goes, yeah, I like my wheelchair. How about that? <laughs> and so, you know, I guess a characteristic about these kids, they have such faith, and they never complain. You never hear them complain. You know, when you told me that story before, I mean, it just warmed my heart because it reminded me of of what Paul said in Philippians uh, chapter 4 when he says, I've learned the secret to be content. Yeah. And he's learned to, and he goes on in that whole dialogue there to say, I've learned to be content when I have a little. I've learned to be content when I have a lot. Yeah. And then you get to 4.13, and 4.13, and I know we've used this in previous podcast, if, if this sounds familiar. But in 4.13, then he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that verse is kind of a touchdown verse. You know, the athletes put it on their cleats or on their wristband, and it's kind of a, I call it a touchdown verse. But when Paul was sharing that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, he wasn't talking about great exploits. He was talking about learning to be content in every situation. That's right. And when I heard that, it just made me think so much about Matt learning to be content, even in a wheelchair. Yes. It just wasn't an issue for him. And you know, it's it's uh Matt definitely has that characteristic and it's but it's not unique to him. It's across that whole group. You see it in all oh, the kids that goodness. you deal with. Oh huh? my goodness. They got such joy and they're so happy to be together. Sometimes we can't even get them on the court. They can. <laughs> And so 
So you're yeah. thinking of this whole time, well, God's birthed the wheelchair ministry in me, isn't that nice? And I said, yep. yes, and God provided, and now we got all these kids and they're doing a devotion. And yeah. Are you thinking that that's kind of all of it? That's the deal? Uh, well, the story continued, and, and uh, before we leave the Titans, um, that led, the Power Half Hour led to a, a couple of Bible studies, one that now is on every Monday night, every other Monday night here, because it's hard for them to get over here, the parents uh, driving and all that. But yeah. we, for two years, uh, had a discipleship class with six of the Titans. Okay. And, uh, so this is a covenant discipleship group with special needs yes. young adults in wheelchairs. And, and uh, after meeting for two years, these six, um, we had gotten through a program and said, hey, how about if you guys lead? So Monday nights, uh, they're four of the six, they're alternating teams of two, and they lead a group of anywhere from eight to 12 that come. And that will grow as uh, we get into the story of this home we're building called Champions Place, because yeah. that'll, they'll be, you know, we'll have all the residents. And so, so I just wanted to to touch on that, that it can, God continues to to use these young adults to to reach out and disciple others. It's not about the wheelchair sports as much anymore, is it? I mean, you're still doing that, yeah, yeah. but it's about Jesus. It is, and and think about these young high school kids that come and sit around and how they're being impacted. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they yeah, I, I it's going to be fun to see what God does next <laughs> with them. I but, promise uh, you, there's something. There is something, <laughs> but he, there is something next because we. We set off to solve this problem. Okay, these guys get isolated when they leave high school, and so we built this uh, wheelchair sports ministry. And then we said, okay, got a group of parents together at a dining room table and said, okay, what's going to happen when we can no longer take care of them? So we, it's a real problem, right? And that, that's a problem whether you're cognitively disabled intellectually disabled or physically disabled. And yeah. while there are more homes out there, there still aren't enough for cognitive. We couldn't find anything for physically challenged young adults. Matter of fact, all we could really find that was cut, that was accessible and focused on them would be a nursing home, wow. which, you know. So it, the option then as you, special needs as you age is you're either going to live with your parents yes. or in a nursing home. That's right. Wow. So we set off to uh, look around the country. We couldn't really find anything. Um, which is remarkable. People don't believe me, and I, they'll say, call this place in Phoenix, and I call. And in order to get in, you have to be able to do all these things yourself, like dressing and feeding and bathing. And that's obviously not possible for, yeah. for those that are physically challenged. So we uh, decided to take that on. That was God's second mission that he suggested to us. And so <laughs> um, uh, we, uh, we, we formed a nonprofit in 2014, and it took off. And uh, Boy, was that a lesson in trust as we're going through this. So three years ago, uh, December 13th, this past December 13th, I left the corporate world because I couldn't do this part-time anymore. Mm. And uh, it deserved my full-time. And so through a sequence of events, two by fours to the head, God using people to say, <laughs> what are you waiting for? Another one said, this is all within a week. Uh, you're the only one that can run this because it's your passion and God's using you. And then... And then uh, <laughs> Me getting asked to retire early from the company, all in one week. In one week, and uh, so you're praying, God, give me a sign, and you get yeah. three well, the in way, one week. The way Pastor Steve said it to me was, you know, sometimes God will open one door and sh- and shut another. He slammed this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, you know, there was just so many signs. This is what I need to do. So I, I've done it, and uh, 
And you're now the CEO of Champions Place. Is that what your official title is? Executive director. I could, I guess I could have used that, Grand Poobah, whatever we want to use. <laughs> but um, there are a lot of people helping us. And and so we set off and, and you know, there's other families here at Mount Pisgah that are, that are helping. And uh, again, Matt mm-hmm. is helping. And so let me, long story short is uh, we are three months away from opening up wow. the $5 million Four and a half million dollar facility that is wow. going to do three things. Well, the overarching thing is it's going to be a it's going to be a beacon on a hill for the Lord. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a place where uh, we used to have a, we we've had a lot of uh, Titan parties. In addition to this wheelchair sports, we do social events because they need social events. Mm-hmm. Well, we're growing out of our garage and having 30 vans in the street. So <laughs> the first thing it's going to be is a place where we can build community and create friendships. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the 80 Titans will have social events once or twice a, a month there. And there's ample space to do that. Mm-hmm. And that will grow the, the, the Titan family. The second is, is to solve this problem of something that will uh, provide an accessible place for young adults with physical disabilities to live. And so this will be the first, hopefully, of many. And we're getting calls from all over the country. Please wow. help us. And we're not there yet. Let me figure it out. And so then I'll long help ago, you. you're calling around the country trying to find it. And yes. now people are calling you trying to get help. How about that? That's right. And uh, God is so good. And I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's amazing the people that uh, have God's just brought that have either donated, you know, time, talent, or treasure, um, foundations, companies. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one example here is a very generous uh, company in Atlanta where uh, we know the CEO, and uh, he goes here at Mount Pisgah, that all the landscaping, every every tree, shrub, uh, all the sod, uh, outdoor irrigation, lighting, fire pit, cooking area, water feature. I mean, we so how generous is that? We have Mm -hmm. two Boy Scouts working on the Eagle Scout. One's putting a bocce court, another raised garden right. bed. Um, I can go on and on. Google Tommy Hilfiger, um, Atlanta Gaslight, and many generous folks that um, are are donating materials and services to make this happen. So we're three months away from this opening. What does that feel like? So the other theme on this is trust. <laughs> and um, Sounds like it's the main theme on this. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's Proverbs 3.5, right? Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Submit to him in all your ways and he will make your path straight. So I wake up at 3 in the morning a lot thinking about operationally, how is this going to work? Are we going to be able to raise the funds? That was where God's blessed us there, and I think we're we're almost there for that one. But uh, giving these kids the care they need and making sure the model's right and all these questions, right, yeah. that um, come to mind. And uh, I've does, been up. Does the picture, Rick, for you, looking back all the way back to Katie's first diagnosis to now, does the picture become more clear that God's plan has been unfolding the whole time? Perfectly. Mm. Yeah. That's the beauty, I guess, of hindsight, right? Yes. But also in faith, it, it what I like to say is that no matter who you are, I mean, God's track record is perfect. He, he's just never failed us. And, but yet we're afraid, well, tomorrow, you know, it might not work out. Well, <laughs> well, if he's never failed us yet, why do we think that the next thing God's going to call us to wouldn't succeed? Yes. You know, so trust, like you said, is the main ingredient ingredient in the life of a disciple. Well, you you can't follow and not trust. 
Yeah, and I wonder if you're out there listening today, whether you're sitting in the car or, you know, taking a walk down the site, whatever it is you're doing, what area of your life is God asking you to trust me? I hope that Rick's story here and all that's happening in his life and uh, the way he's kind of, you know, pinballed to this place of, of God using him in such an incredible way encourages you that if God is asking you to trust him in a certain situation, he will provide. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Rick, what kind of encouragement would you give to those listening today um, who maybe haven't said yes to a discipleship group yet, or maybe haven't even said yes to a personal relationship with Jesus, or yeah. or maybe they've said yes to those things, but but God's calling them to do something and they just don't know that that can happen. What encouragement would you give them? Oh, I'd encourage them to develop a personal relationship by getting to know Jesus better, spending time with him learning about him with others, you know, getting others' perspectives on who he is and what they're doing in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd, uh, I'd also encourage everybody, everybody's got spiritual gifts. Everybody's got something to offer, and God wants to use you for his kingdom. And uh, while he might get the glory, you're going to get the joy. <laughs> but it's going to take a lot of trust to get there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. God gets the glory, and we get the joy. What a trade-off. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it any day of the week. Any day of the week. Well, we are so uh, proud of, of uh, what God's doing through you. And in three months, the Champions Place is going to open here in uh, Roswell, Georgia. That's right. And uh, there's going to be, I think, 16 special yeah. needs adults that are going to be living there full time and then a, play, a gathering place for another uh, 70 plus that are going to be coming and yes. and hearing, uh, having friendship. But I know you, and I know at the middle of that, Jesus is going to be Lord, lifted high. That's Jesus right. is going to be Lord of that community as well. And man, I can't, I just can't tell you how impressed that, that we've been with you. Well, the... Uh... The teams, the families are starting together, and there's there's different teams, and one of them is social activities, and mm-hmm. Wednesday Wednesday night is discipleship Bible study. There right? you go. So they are planning on using Champions Place, not only for the six team, but to invite their Titan friends in, volunteers. Uh, it's going to be a great, it's going to be a great thing, and, and I can't wait to see what God does with it. Well, it's going to be good. I promise you that. Um, what I love about this story, as we wrap this up today, is that it all came this whole entire ministry, the, the 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 home, the who knows the next homes that are going. I know your your vision, and I know this may be expanding uh, to other homes. And who knows these people that are calling you for help? I know you're going to give it to them. And so who knows what all is going to grow from this? But the seeds of this were planted in your heart in a covenant discipleship group. And I believe it's the way that Jesus uh, uh, modeled ministry. He pulled 12 together for three years. They paid the price, and from that they multiplied. And so I just uh, so encouraged, uh, if you're out there today and you're not in a small group of any kind, or you maybe you're in a group and it's kind of coming to an end and you're trying to figure out what to do, start one. Gather a group of people around you, invite them into it, and let Jesus be the center of that group. I promise you, God will do some amazing things through you and in you. He'll get the glory, right, Rick? That's right. And we'll get the joy. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you for listening today. If you uh, want some more information, please go to 419disciplemakers.org. Lots of free resources for you there. And invite somebody to the podcast. Uh, let them listen in. If you'd like to get in touch with Rick and find out more about Champion's Place, uh, what, what, how would you recommend that they do that, Rick? Well, they can go to our website, which is uh, Champions Community Foundation 
org, or they can give me a call at 678-777-3723. Okay. I have a feeling people are going to do that. If nothing else, to just encourage you and let you know that they're praying for this great ministry. Thank you for listening today. Now go make disciples. For more information, check out our website, 419disciplemakers.org. Join us again next week as we continue our conversation on the 419 Disciple Makers podcast.